You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. Most experts define infertility as not being able to get pregnant after at least one year of trying. Women who are able to get pregnant but then have recurrent miscarriages may also be said to be infertile. The World Health Organization definition based on 24 months of trying to get pregnant is recommended as the definition that is actually most useful in clinical practice and research among various disciplines. It is actually a growing problem, and across virtually all cultures and societies almost all over the world. And the effects are estimated to be as high as 10 to 15 percent of couples of reproductive age. In recent years, the number of couples seeking treatment for infertility has dramatically increased due to factors such as postponement of childbearing in women, development of newer and more successful techniques for infertility treatment, and the increasing awareness of available services. This increasing participation in fertility treatment has raised awareness and inspired 
people to research the psychological ramifications of infertility. Researchers have looked into the psychological impacts and the prolonged exposure to intrusive infertility treatments on one's mood and well-being. While there is less information about effective psychiatric treatments for people struggling with infertility, there is data to support the use of various psychotherapeutic interventions like psychotherapies. So today, I am answering a question from a listener who is struggling with feelings related to dealing with infertility. Parenthood is one of the major transitions in adult life for both men and women. The stress of the non-fulfillment of a wish for a child has been associated with emotional difficulties like anger, depression, anxiety, marital problems, feelings of worthlessness and hopelessness. And couples can become anxious about conceiving, which ironically increases sexual dysfunction and also feelings of social isolation. Marital discord often develops in infertile couples, especially when they are under pressure to make medical decisions. Couples can experience stigma, societally, a sense of loss and diminished self-esteem in the setting of being infertile. Men and women partners can feel different, differently from each other, that is. In general, in infertile couples, women show higher levels of distress than their male partner. However, men's responses to infertility are very close to the intensity of women's responses when infertility is attributed to a male factor. Men and women experience a sense of loss of identity and have pronounced feelings of defectiveness and sometimes incompetence. Women trying to conceive often have clinical depression rates similar to women who have heart disease or even cancer. Even couples undertaking IVF face considerable stress. General emotional stress and marital difficulties are greater in couples where the infertility lies with the man. So the psychological impact of infertility can be devastating not only to the infertile person, but also to their partner. There are three separate factors or areas that seem to contribute to the psychological stress that men and women experience. In order of importance, those are, for women, first, having children as a major focus of life and all of the beliefs that surround that. Next is the female role and the social pressure to conceive and be a mother. And third is the effect on sexual life overall. For men, it tends to be the reversed order of the importance of factors one and two. But the third factor is equally important to both men and women, the effect on sex life. It's also been found that women experience their infertility generally more strongly than men. And women showed a more intense desire to have a baby than men. 
Stress, depression, and anxiety are therefore common consequences of infertility. A number of studies have found that the incidence of depression in infertile couples presenting for infertility treatment is significantly higher than infertile couples. With the prevalence estimates of major depression in the range of anywhere from 15% to 54%. Anxiety has also been shown to be significantly higher in infertile couples compared to the general population, with numbers going from 8% to 28% in infertile couples. The role of psychological disturbances in the development of infertility is another matter a matter which is still somewhat up for debate. But one study of 58 women reported a two-fold increase in the risk of infertility among women with a history of depressive symptoms. But the study did not control for other factors that also do influence fertility, like cigarette smoking and alcohol use, low libido, and body mass index. Although infertility has an effect on a couple's mental health, Different psychological factors have been shown to affect the reproductive ability of both partners. The mechanism through which depression could directly affect infertility involves the physiology of the depressed state. So, for example, hormonal issues like high prolactin levels or disruption of what's called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or even thyroid dysfunction. One study suggested that depression is associated with an abnormal regulation of certain hormones like the luteinizing hormone, which regulates ovulation. Changes in immune function are also associated with stress and depression and could negatively affect one's reproductive functioning. All of this is to say that more studies are needed to look at the direct effects of depression or anxiety, or even associated behaviors with depression and anxiety like low libido, smoking, and alcohol use that could interfere with reproductive success. Stress is also associated with physiological changes, and this also can raise the possibility of higher levels of stress being associated with recurrent depression or anxiety, and that being a cause as well. Many couples presenting for infertility treatment have high levels of psychological distress that's already associated with their infertility. So the process of assisted reproduction itself can be associated with high levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. A growing number of research studies have tried to look at the impact of infertility treatment at different stages. Most however, have focused on the impact of failed IVF trials. Comparing women undergoing repeated IVF cycles and first-time cycles have suggested that ongoing treatment can lead to increased depressive symptoms. That sounds like it should not be surprising. It is still controversial, however, because in fact, really, not enough good studies have been done. But in light of this, there has been an increasing interest in what contributes to the dropout from infertility treatment, 
since this population is not often looked at or looked at well. The cost or refusal of physicians to continue treatment has also been cited as a reason for discontinuing treatment, and recent research has suggested that a number of dropouts are due to psychological factors. A number of studies have also examined stress and mood state as predictors of outcome in assisted reproduction. Most of these studies support the theory that distress is associated with lower pregnancy rates among women who are pursuing infertility treatment. This suggests that psychological symptoms may interfere with fertility or success of infertility treatment and the ability as well to tolerate these ongoing treatments. Again, all this to say, the mind and the body are very much connected. When one has a struggle with infertility, one might become depressed. But when one is depressed, one might also have difficulty with infertility or infertility treatments. So the dilemma then is how to best help couples, and especially women, who are struggling to conceive, with or without IVF, especially with their psychological symptoms. So with that, right after the break, we'll get to my listener's question. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Welcome back. Let's get to my listener's question and see, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, I am writing to you to ask your advice on how to cope with infertility. I am a 43-year-old woman, and I got married later in life. I was 41 when I got married. The pandemic also delayed our wedding by a few months because we got married in 2020. I didn't have the usual few years to try to get pregnant. Instead, immediately after I was married, I sought fertility treatment from a very reputable fertility center near where I live. I went through three unsuccessful IVF treatments, most likely due to my age. The first round, we got very close. We had five embryos for testing, but only one came back normal. I went through an implantation that in theory should have been successful. But when I went back to the doctor to take a pregnancy test, I was not pregnant. My husband and I were devastated. We did try for two more rounds because our insurance covered three rounds altogether, but the next rounds were even less successful. This took place over a full calendar year. We needed time to process what had happened, and my husband has had a hard time talking about it. But now we've been processing for about a year. We considered an egg donor, but neither of us were very comfortable with the idea since the baby would not look like me, and it would be out of pocket and very expensive, more injections, and a great likelihood of miscarriage before a successful pregnancy. My regular OBGYN doctor very bluntly told me to just do it, meaning get an egg donor as if she was telling me to borrow a pair of shoes. She said I would regret it if I didn't. I know that my husband and I would be wonderful parents. We love kids. We love spending time with our nieces and nephews. And we have a lot to offer a child. A loving family, vacations at the beach, a big backyard to play in. We are financially stable. And a wonderful little mini golden doodle dog that we got last year. My husband is 50, and he is wondering if he is too old and has fears and doubts doing anything else. He also went through a difficult family tragedy when he was 20, so he understandably is trying to protect himself from getting hurt. Adoption is still on the table for me, but I know it would take a lot for him to get there. Do you have any advice for me? I think about my infertility every day. I have guilt for not trying with my husband sooner, even though it would have been out of wedlock. I have anger and frustration at the men I dated in my 20s and 30s who either weren't kind to me or weren't ready to settle down. I am envious of women my age who have had their own kids and got to marry at an earlier age or who were just very lucky to be a mom later in life. 
I do home ovulation kits to see when I'm most fertile to try to get pregnant, but I have guilt that I didn't start this sooner. I have tried support groups, which were helpful when I was going through treatment, but the last two times I went to a meeting, I felt out of place for being the only one not in the middle of IVF. It's almost like I feel like I'm a quitter, even though I know that I'm not, and I did everything I could to have a baby. I'm really struggling, and I'm not sure what to do next or how to cope with some of these feelings and help me figure out next steps with my husband. I want us to have a family, and I'm scared that I will have deep regrets or even worse, resent my husband down the line. First of all, all the feelings you describe are really classic for struggling with IVF. Sadness, regrets, guilt, jealousy. They are understandable, even if not all that realistic. Meaning, being angry with yourself for not trying when you were dating and unmarried takes out of the equation that you didn't know if you would get married and didn't want to choose to be a single mother. You feel regret in hindsight, but hindsight implies you could have had a crystal ball to know. It's normal to feel jealousy of those who have something you desperately want, and it's normal to feel sad about not being able to conceive when it is something you very badly want. Sadness often comes from the loss of the fantasy of what conceiving would look like, how being pregnant would be, how that baby would be. And of course, it's possible that neither reality would match your fantasy. But losing out on those hoped-for imaginings is painful. Your OBGYN is hearing your anguish and trying to help you do something, anything, to help you get what you want. But I think the bigger question for you to wrestle with is exactly what do you want most? You mostly talk about parenthood and family. Parenthood and family are not only about DNA. In fact, they're not mostly about DNA. Yes, I can hear that not giving birth to your own biological child is a painful loss. And that is very understandable. Many women feel this way. And unfortunately, our society promotes the idea of biological motherhood, meaning success in some way. But this is a cultural construct and one you can choose to see through in order to get what you most want. And once you give up, if you give up, on the idea of needing the same DNA, The next question is whether your partner can also prioritize what he might want. If it is his DNA above all else, then an egg donor is feasible to try without losing needed biological time to do something else biological down the road. Adoption does not require you to be younger than 45 or 50. If both of you can come to see that looking like you matters less than having a happy and healthy child to love and parent and be a family with, then adoption, which can also take some time to achieve, 
may really be a wonderful route for you. Giving a child who would not have a loving family just that, plus the resources, emotional and otherwise, that you have to bestow can save a child. But also, in my experience, in practice, couples who adopt love and cherish their adopted children every bit as much as any biological children, including in families where they have both adoptees and biological children. Right now, though, you have anger about feeling robbed by time, by your body, and by your circumstance. This anger is erosive and corrosive. Left unexamined and unprocessed, it is being turned on yourself, causing you self-blame and sadness, and it can hurt your marriage if turned on your husband, as you suggest may happen with regrets. So I urge you to sit down now with a couple's therapist to help you sort out both of your strongest priorities given the realities that IVF has not proved a solution and that an egg donor does have risks. When you fear being a quitter, that is another method of blaming yourself. And if not quitting means driving your mental health into the toilet, I urge you to recognize that driving yourself to depression will not make carrying a pregnancy manageable and will make any sort of early motherhood much more difficult for all three of you, you, the dad, and any baby. Your mental health matters. Hence, a solution that doesn't prompt misery matters as well. As far as continuing to benefit from a group, First off, you do belong there. Part of IVF groups are the failure of the IVF to work, since often enough, this is the case. Dealing with the psychological sequelae of that and people in the group helping each other through that, this can really benefit you. But even more so, getting on the same page as your partner, a page that has viability and clear priorities, which you say is parenthood and family, matters the most right now. I hope that was helpful. More often than not, the emotions associated with infertility are not caused by one thing alone. Instead, they're a tangle of expectations from both inside the person and outside in what society tells the person they should be feeling. Overcoming this requires you to identify and even name the emotions that you might be feeling, which may range from fear, fear of rejection by your partner, feelings of being judged by others, feelings of failure or inadequacy, guilt, the feeling of loss, even shame, financial stresses associated with dealing with infertility, jealousy and anger and loss of self-esteem. Once you identify your feelings, consider what those feelings are about and where they are coming from, and who are they directed at. It's one thing to feel guilt, but guilt about what? And are they really your feelings, or are they 
expectations from others, others' feelings being placed on you. Whom do you feel guilty about? Your spouse? Your family? A future you would imagine for yourself? Ask yourself these questions and you may start to understand these emotions and then can be really helpful to share them with someone else, sometimes someone who can help. Research has found that being open about infertility and getting support does help people cope with the emotional distress. The best place to find support, of course, is your spouse, if you have one. But sometimes this isn't the case. And the pressure that you might both be feeling can make it difficult to sort out your emotions together. So getting support from outside the relationship can help you both. This can be reaching out, of course, to friends and family, but you want to think carefully about your choices because you might find that the source of some of your negative feelings could be coming from those closest to you. Support groups can definitely be helpful, allowing you to voice the feelings and thoughts that you've been unable to share elsewhere and get an understanding from those who've truly been there and therefore feel less alone. Don't be afraid to seek help from a mental health professional. You might need to see a therapist individually or together as a couple, or both. While you don't have to see a therapist that specializes only in infertility, it can be helpful if you need help making informed decisions about your next move because therapists who do specialize in this will be more knowledgeable. Many IVF clinics require counseling sessions before moving forward if you're considering using an egg donor or IVF or using a gestational carrier, but some places do not. Whatever happens, you don't want to let infertility take over your entire life. You might want to consider even taking a break from trying to conceive. A break can give you time to remember who you are beyond your fertility and give you a reprieve from the stress of trying and give you space to learn some new coping strategies. If you're worried that you don't have time to take a break, talk to your doctor. You may actually find that you do have time to step back for at least a few months. And this could make a difference in your emotional well-being. The goal is to find acceptance of your own feelings and those of your partner. Certainly, infertility is not easy. But being compassionate with yourself and your partner as you experience this life challenge together makes all the difference. Know that this difficult time actually will pass no matter how infertility resolves. Whether you conceive and have a baby, adopt, or choose to go on with a child-free life, things with time do get better. Use time, counseling, support from family and friends. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to... How can I help? With me, Dr. Gail Saltz.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.